now it's Father's Day, and I hope that many of you fathers have been spoiled today, perhaps getting breakfast in bed, not too many pairs of socks or handkerchiefs or something like that. And when we are here today in church talking about Father's Day, we realize that, you know, it's a special privilege we have to be fathers, and we thank God for that. But also as fathers, of course, our great concern is understanding. Our great concern is to appreciate exactly what it is that we are as fathers and how we can be better fathers. So I was looking at the book of Proverbs because there is a, a proverb there which I really do appreciate very much and I was reading it freshly the other day and it really struck me as perhaps very appropriate for Father's Day. In Proverbs chapter 17 verse 9 it says this in the NLA translation, whoever would foster love covers over an offense but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Isn't that a, a mark, remarkable idea that uh, it says whoever would foster love? Now, it was that idea of fostering love that really got me. And I started thinking about fostering love. I started seeing that what Solomon was saying is that wisdom fosters love, that wisdom goes out of its way to encourage and develop love, to seek it out, to promote it, to, you know, seek, seek to increase love in every possible way. That was a revelation to me because sometimes we think of wisdom as being cold and dead and empty, but in actual fact, what Solomon is telling us is that wisdom and good practice of wisdom and our be wise behavior and our wise saying and talking and relating to people will actually foster and create love between us and other people. He's saying that the choices we make, those wise choices that we make will encourage love and the poor choices that we make will actually discourage love and perhaps even in some cases destroy it altogether. The challenge for us is to see that often when we're, when we're relating to other people in every possible way that, you know, the love that we are receiving or seeking to receive is a consequence of our behavior. It's a consequence of our actions. It's not random. It's not something that we should expect and demand, that love is something we can and should foster and seek to develop in every possible way. So we are never then, according to Solomon, powerless in these things. We are, in fact, very, very, very much engaged in the love that we receive and experience from other people. We can do something. We are not victims. We have an influence that we can exercise that will encourage love in our relationships. In this passage of Scripture, I think there are four things that Solomon tells us that will actually encourage love. The first thing that I see here is that forgiveness will always foster love. We all make mistakes and we would like to be forgiven for those. And when we are forgiven, we do appreciate that forgiveness. What we don't like is when we do something wrong, that those mistakes that we've made are constantly drawn to our attention and we are constantly reminded of the things we've done and perhaps even threatened or intimidated over those things. What we all really do deeply appreciate is forgiveness. So the wise forgive. They wisely decide to let some things go for the sake of fostering love. And if we're going to point out all the mistakes, then honestly, we cannot ever foster love forgiveness. So I want to say this to everyone here today, not just the fathers. If we expect people to love us, then we need to be forgiving people. 
You know, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, Proverbs 17.9 says. And, but dwelling on it separates close friends. That's the Living Bible translation. And I think that, you know, forgiveness is the first step in fostering love in our relationship with other people. But there's a second aspect of this verse, I think, that fosters love, and that is the idea of acceptance. Because in this verse, really, there's an understanding that we will accept other people as they are, not expecting other people to become perfect before we accept them and love them. We are all a work in progress, and we tend to appreciate people around about us who accept us for who we are and where we are right now. Of course, we appreciate those who help us to mature and improve our lives, but only when we know that they first accept us. If we feel unaccepted by people, then it's difficult for us to trust them. If we feel that we are accepted only because of our looks, or our gender, our size, our age, our intelligence, our education, our culture, you know, then, then we find it difficult to love and trust people. We need to be accepted despite our annoying habits, our likes and our dislikes, our eating habits or other issues that other people may have with us. Because if we don't, then that lack of acceptance does not foster love. See, love can flourish when we know that we are accepted. And when we accept others, then we know that we have created a fertile place for love to flourish because forgiveness and acceptance are absolutely vital to developing a love that we will all appreciate and will be a blessing to all of us. So the wise learn to accept the differences in other people. Wisdom accepts others with their flaws and their imperfections. Wisdom doesn't set out a series of demands and says that if you are perfect and if you don't do this and if you do this and if you stop doing that, then I will love you. Now, wisdom says, I love you as you are. I accept you as you are. And when you, there is that acceptance of others with their flaws and their mistakes, then it creates a fertile field in which love can thrive and develop. There's a third aspect of this verse that I think fosters love, and that's in the idea of tolerance. Because this, and it seems a little bit similar to what I've just said, but let me just say this about it. The book of Proverbs is about letting the little things go. And this passage of scripture especially says that we shouldn't be focusing on small issues, that we should keep our eyes on the bigger issues. That love, when it's fostered, is fostered because we overlook some of the small things. Solomon is famous for two statements about little things. He says that little foxes spoil the grapes in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 13. And he also says that small flies can make the most expensive ointment stink in Ecclesiastes 10.1. Now, let me just stretch this point a little bit more. If we allow the little things to be the focus of our attention, then it's going to spoil whatever we're seeking to develop with other people. If we just focus on small things, the minute things, the things we really should let go. If, if we just are people who are so picky that, you know, it, we are hard to please, then let me say this to you, then we're not going to be able to encourage and foster love. 
So the wise, they are tolerant in their relationship. And if we seek to foster love, then what we need to do is no longer focus on the small things. We don't nag about the little things. We look at the big picture. We look at the bigger things in people, the larger aspects of who they are and what they do. And we learn to appreciate them for that. And we don't spoil it by looking at the small things. As long as we're concentrating on the little things rather than the big things, then we'll find that some of the most beautiful things in our life will shrivel up and be spoiled. The wise are more accepting. They are less sensitive to offenses because of small things. You see, the offense of others towards us and our being easily offended by others does not foster love. So I think sometimes we have to really consider uh, where do we stand in this? You know, what, what is it that's causing a problem in this relationship? And take a good look and ask ourselves, really, are the things that are hindering our relationship, whether that's in a marriage or a friendship, whether that's at work or wherever that relationship might be, are the things that are hindering this relationship really important? Could we let them go? Could we just say it doesn't matter? Let's let this pass so that we can, in fact, focus on the bigger things. I like the idea in the book of Proverbs here when it says that love covers over. It fosters, but some translations point out that that word is an old Hebrew word for the word cover over, which is a word that is frequently used in the Bible to describe God's response to our mistakes, where it's covered over. A covering is put on it. A lid is put on it. It's hidden from view. And this passage of scripture, Solomon is saying that a wise person who wants to foster love will actually sort of cover the small things, cover over the mistakes, cover over the blemishes, and just simply say, I accept you for who you are. And I tolerate some of those small things in your life. You see, we can't always control people and have them behave the way we want them to. But love, wisdom in love, tolerates and covers over and is willing to look past some of the smaller things. So there are three things that Solomon talks about, but there is, I think, a fourth here. The fourth part of this passage of scripture is, I think, that confidentiality fosters love. Because there's a second half to this proverb. And let me read it again to you. It says, whoever would foster love covers over an offense. That's the first part. We've seen, I think, some things that that could mean to us today. But there's a second part. It says, whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. Whoever repeats the matter. They are because some things need to be covered over and never spoken of again. Some things need to be covered over and we don't speak to others about it. We don't gossip about it. We don't tell our friends about it. We don't unload on others because of this issue. Actually, it's covered over as God covers over our sin. And it's taken away as far as the East is from the West. There's, there's no remembrance of it. And, and that's true forgiveness, acceptance there and tolerance that it's put on the side. And in a sense, that's what we're being told here, that wise people... When other people do something to them that could be an offense to them, they cover it over and they don't go back to it again. They don't revert to it again in the next argument and say, remember what you did. They don't have a list of faults that they keep on referring to. 
which so often happens in human relationships that we we have a list of faults and then the next time we have a problem with someone we bring up all the past faults all the things they did a long time ago things that perhaps they thought were forgiven and gone and forgotten but now we just keep on regurgitating these things over and over again and they prevent a relationship from developing and they certainly do not foster love so it's these things these little things these mistakes that others have made we need to forgive it we need to put it aside we need to treat it with confidentiality we don't tell others of the mistakes that we have discovered in people's lives if we want to foster love we we keep the secrets of their genuine mistakes if we want to foster love we don't take the mistakes that have occurred in our marriage in our family and gossip about it elsewhere we don't take those little mistakes and regurgitate them at the future time and point out to somebody that you still remember those mistakes and you still hold on to those mistakes that you have maintained your offense over those mistakes because when we do that we will not foster love so to foster love we have to be willing to deal with it personally privately and never bring it back out into the open again it's something that we don't repeat because if we keep on repeating the matter it separates the closest of friends so if we want to develop a relationship that is based on love then we should be able to think that i've done it i've made a mistake i'm forgiven and this person will hold my confidence will love me and not damage me because of the mistake they know i've made so this second part of the proverb to me is extremely important and in a sense it's just a, another aspect of the first part because it's saying in the first part we'll cover it over in the second part it's saying we won't repeat it and that's really what covering over means it means to be put aside not to be seen again to put a lid on it to forget it to remove it and when we do that we're fostering love so solomon is a wise man here he's telling us exactly what we can do in order to foster love so really we need to be less sensitive to offenses that are brought to us with other people you know as soon as you begin to interact with people there will be offense there'll be reason for offense I mean, unless you want to do what we're doing in melbourne and that's just stay inside your house and don't go anywhere and even then if you look at social media you can get offended i have discovered reading some posts on social media that some people who are in absolutely no physical contact with anybody can still get offended amazingly offended because you see i think we don't understand sometimes that in all of our relationships whether that's in our family or with our friends or on father's day we can easily become offended with our dad god didn't give you a perfect dad he's the perfect dad yes and the dad he gave you unfortunately is flawed you may try to be a perfect dad he won't succeed he might get close but he's going to offend you and sometimes you know there comes a time when you just have to say hey let it go let it go for the sake of love let it go for the sake of building better relationship with your dad with your family fathers 
you've had children. Oh, have you been offended? You know, it was a choice we make. And we have kids, and kids can so easily offend us sometimes. But you know, we've got to let it go. And we don't bring up all these faults to our kids year after year of all the things they did wrong. Let it go. Be more tolerant. Be more understanding. Cover over the faults. Let some of those things slide. Realize what is most important here. And fathers, let me say to you, it's time for you to cover over a few things. And it's time for you for the sake of love and developing better family relationships. Just put aside the mistakes that your kids and your family perhaps have made that would have offended you. But fathers, you know, in your relationship and your marriage, let me say this, surely you understand now if you've been a father very long and you've been married for a long time, that the best thing you could ever do is foster love through forgiveness. It, it always amazes me after many years of pastoral ministry it amazes me how many couples still hold on to offenses and faults. When our Christianity, our very faith is based on the death of Jesus Christ who, while hanging on the cross, actually said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgiveness is the bedrock of everything about our faith. And forgiveness must be also the foundation on which we build a better marriage, a better family, better relationships. And that's what this proverb is reminding us, that through forgiveness and acceptance, we can foster love and develop better relationships with others. So really, we need to make more wise, deliberate choices. That's what Solomon is telling us. And not to be so easily offended and to be more forgiving, more gracious, more accepting and more understanding of other people. Having said that, we probably already knew that. It's probably self-evident. But let me just say, what is self-evident to us, then Solomon says, is actually wise. It's not something we should choose to do or choose not to do. It's actually the only smart way to behave. So I want to thank you, dads, for all you've been and all you are and all you do and I want to thank your family for honoring your fathers today. And I want to thank your church for honoring the fathers today. And let us all remember that the way we can foster love best is by being forgiving and accepting and tolerant and respecting other people and not repeating their mistakes, giving confidentiality to our relationship of love that we have with our fathers. As I come to the end of this message today, which has been very brief, really give you time to go out and have a coffee if you're allowed to do that in Canberra. Can I just say to those of you today who are perhaps watching this online, uh, maybe, you know, you're in church today and you don't know Jesus Christ and what we're saying to you, uh, you know, is new to you, then I want to talk to you about the greatest act of love that God has ever shown to us. And that is the act of love through his son, Jesus Christ. Through sending Jesus Christ to die for us, God is fostering love and showing us his love towards us and seeking to foster our love towards him. Jesus Christ died that we might be forgiven, that we might have a new life. And that's why God sent his son, the greatest act of fostering love that has ever been seen in the history of the world. And the greatest example of fostering love that this passage of scripture could ever see. So I want to encourage you today. 
if you don't know Jesus Christ, that you can know him. You can experience the love of God through his son, Jesus Christ, for you. He died for you. Died that you might be forgiven. Died that you might have a new life. Died that you might come into a loving relationship with God as your heavenly father. Mm -hmm.